It's one thing to say, I think the Mandalorian's going to remove his helmet. Or, I think someone else is going to touch the Darksaber. But it's another thing to make bold predictions. Especially when it comes to Star Wars. Especially when the Mandalorian's returning in two days. So welcome everybody to TRB. We are here for our final podcast before the Mandalorian returns. Which also means our final podcast before the return of our show, the Mando Fan Show, on Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. U.S. East, right here on youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast and of course the following day on your favorite podcast apps but you're here to watch this watch or listen to this episode i'm john that's james that's Lacey, and we're here to make our bold predictions about season three of the mandalorian and we have a bunch of other stuff that we're going to get into uh, but we want to remind you of a couple things first we still have that discount code going with gentle giant so if you see any of their items including stuff from the mandalorian at gentle giant and you want to pick one up if you would like to save money and get 20 percent off use the code resist 20 at checkout and that's pretty much the only plug i want to get into before we talk Ooh. to each other here uh so are you got do you guys i only have like a couple of bold predictions i feel like the discussion is going to make me conjure up some do you guys already have like a, a list of items? Where are you guys at without revealing what they are yet? I feel like I, I have some, but I I feel like I'm going to come up with more as we talk. Does that sound yeah. fair? Like, yeah. I feel like once you guys say something, I'm going to be like, actually, I think blank. <laughs> yeah. And and as you guys know, I, I always am like, well, what do you mean, John? Like, how far are we going with bold here? <laughs> like. Yeah, every yeah. single character dead. <laughs> they oh, turn God. into zombies, and so John Luke Picard shows up. <laughs> I think that that that's the thing is like the idea behind it, and we did this, I think, for the book of Boba Fett. I don't know if we did it for mm -hmm. other Mandalorian seasons, but the idea behind it is it's supposed to be something that's very unlikely to happen, or like not a, a prediction that everyone's tossing out there that seems like an obvious thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so. Like, I think Moff Gideon's going to show up in The Mandalorian Season 3. It's like, oh, is that because yeah. Giancarlo keeps talking about it? Is that is that, is that it? <laughs> so, uh, I think take, so we're going to have some fun. And a lot of them are not going to happen. But that's the whole point of doing these bold predictions. Yeah. But yeah, we also yeah. have other stuff to get into. Um, and we have the segment that is near and dear to us because we do it often. And we involve our patrons in it, too. And James Bainey, that segment is called what? Will the Force. I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. You guys know how this goes. Uh, we have our Patreon and you guys can, if you're part of it, you can submit questions to it. Um, but let's kick it off with the first one here, which is going to be if a book of Boba Fett season two is made, which we were just talking about, will Robert Rodriguez remain as a showrunner? Lacey, you want to kick us off on this one? Any chance that Robert returns for book of Boba Fett season two, if that happens? Yes, I think he absolutely will. I think that this show happened because of him, um, because he did such an awesome job on that episode for the Mandalorian he did that whole like action figure kind of concept video with his sons in his backyard. Like he really showed that like, I want to do this for this character. Um, I enjoyed what he did with the character and, and with the series and all the stuff that he did 
even if it was a little out there compared to what people might have expected, I enjoyed it. And I think that if there's going to be another Book of Boba Fett season, it's going to get more in kind of the nitty gritty savage stuff that Boba Fett's all about, like the knee rockets and like all that stuff. I think this season was more of an exploration of who he is as a character and explaining how he got from point A to point B, like that needed to be filled in. Um, So there's only like more that can be told for this character. And I think Robert Rodriguez is that guy. Um, So yes, I think he will. All right. Um, I'm going to stick with you is I'm going to say yes, that he will also because I think Robert Rodriguez is someone, first of all, that you don't say no to. Right. Right, right. (laughs) Like he wants to do book of Boba Fett season two. Yes, we would be honored. That's that's good. Um, and I think that if there are any problems with Book of Boba Fett or, you know, people say that I don't necessarily know that Robert was the problem. Now, I understand he's the showrunner and all that, but like this is still part of that Filoni universe and all that. They're just playing. They're just playing with these characters. Um, I think you bring up a really good point about that as well, Lacey, that this we kind of had to go through season one to get to that season two <laughs> clearly that's where they led up to and this feels a little bit like that han solo thing that alden's always talking about like oh yes well we had to do solo so that we could get to the the cool shifty broken-hearted han solo that you want uh now it seems like boba fett is ready to go um so bringing in robert who is profound and would be capable of taking this character exactly where he's supposed to go yeah I, absolutely i don't see why they would turn down robert rodriguez like sorry buddy not the hit we were looking for we're gonna go forward with the second season but not you like who are you bringing in then john right. what are your thoughts john's gonna yeah down. <laughs> i know i when i when i came up with a question my brain was like he's not um really and i don't know i don't know why i thought that but the more i think about the book of boba fett and i'll be honest i haven't gone back and rewatched anything except the last episode which was my favorite which i believe he directed which is just a bananas awesome kick-ass star wars episode of action and fun um Mm -hmm. and heart too um but i think you guys are right i i feel like his dna is in that series very much and you know, that gunslinger Western style, you know, throwback and all the Cad Bane stuff and the face offs and everything that goes with it really, um, his stamp is all over that. And I don't see any situation or I could, I could, I don't think I could conjure up any situation where John Favreau and Filoni are like, like you said, James, like, nah, we're, we're good, you know, with you. I think they really like working mm-hmm. with Robert and I can't see either one of them who, in my opinion, would be the only two choices to take over. They have a full plate as it is. Favreau probably has other stuff he wants to do beyond Star Wars. Uh, Filoni has the new roles, creative executive. He's knee-deep in the Ahsoka stuff. So if Boba Fett Season 2 is happening, I, I think it will be Robert Rodriguez. So I'm, we're going three for three on that one. And let's be yeah, honest. Absolutely. They're not going to say no just because they want more videos of him playing guitar with Grogu. <laughs> right that's that's a good point too that is very good and he seems like he really enjoyed it and cared about it and that always goes a long way with me um as opposed to someone just like taking a job or taking a gig he really seemed to really love doing it so that's really I, well one of the thing about book of boba fett too is i feel like the the problems that people had with it are like easy fixes like you know the when i'm remembering like what people were complaining about like oh that like hover bike chase was really slow like <laughs> Okay, 
next time we'll do something a little different. Maybe we won't yeah. have those specific characters or something in it. Like there's easy fixes to say, you know, the, the takeaways that people didn't like about that show, like, you know, didn't have enough Boba Fett. In I love it. Every like, little thing. What do you want? You know, you don't, you don't have to love every little aspect of this stuff. Sure, you know, yeah. there could be things you, you don't like. I didn't like the EOP fart in the Phantom Menace and I still like the Phantom Menace. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right well let's move on to our next question here which um like i was saying before if you're part of our patreon which of course you can go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast you can join uh our show or join the patreon at just five dollars which uh, is not too crazy if you think about it and at that tier you're able to start submitting questions to will of the force just like one of our newest members a major uh eric dean said hey, a question uh, will the shaky status of the movie theater business model ultimately mean the future Star Wars movies will be pay-per-view on Disney Plus uh, or will Disney purchase a movie theater chain? Uh, John, I'm going to jump back to you on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on the future of Star Wars movies if the theater business starts to fall in on itself? I don't I think we're over that. I think people are going back to theaters and especially for big movie experiences like a star Wars movie. Um, I think indie movies, maybe some comedies, maybe some romance stuff that people don't feel like they have to go see it on the big screen. will maybe hurt and not get distributed as much at he means India as in like small, not India as in Indiana Jones. Yeah. I hope people knew that. that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just Indiana Jones so Cause you were lost. like, you know, a little, little indie film, you know, coming to theaters. This June. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't think there's any like a thing with that. I don't think that's going to be an issue with these big movies. I think Star Wars will always have a place there, and I think it will always do well there. Um, so I, I don't really honestly buy into the shaky status of the movie theater business. I think it's going to survive just like anything. I mean, there's old technologies that are coming back that there's no reason for them to be coming back because people enjoy them, and mo- the movie theater experience is hard to replicate especially for a a movie like say avatar or star wars where it's just different to see it on a big screen with the packed house versus at home where you can watch you know a a comedy or something and it really doesn't matter as much so I, i don't see this being any sort of scenario for star wars movies as a matter of fact i think they're pivoting slightly back away from and we've talked about this in the podcast a lot recently away from disney plus a bit and putting their focus back into theaters because that's where they're going to get the profits for Star Wars. So I, I think actually more so they're leaning into going back to theaters as opposed to the uh, opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually think this is a great question, uh, Eric. It makes makes you really think about what could be. Um, but I think John is right as far as um, there was a time, definitely 2020 and 2021, where we were thinking movie theater chains were already shaky and now this is just going to kill them. This could be the end. And then when we saw Hollywood shift to like uh, HBO Max was getting exclusives on all these big movies and stuff, we're like, this is it. This is going to people are going to like this. and They're not going to go back to theaters anymore. And I think it sort of saved itself to now where people feel like they're comfortable going back to theaters. Um, so I do think that theaters right now are not in um, a big predicament of being shut down, although they're always they're always sort of been on shaky ground. Um, the other part of that question, the Disney purchase a movie theater chain. I don't think Disney has to. Um, I think 
the company purchasing a movie theater chain conversation is solely on Netflix right now because Netflix is the one that is putting all of their original movies and they're wanting to get them into theater for Oscar consideration and all that. Um, but as far as Disney goes, Disney already owns the movie theaters. They're the ones that are saying, um, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to take larger cuts out of these movies that are, you know, not even really <laughs> fair at all. Um, or you don't get Star Wars. You don't get these big, you don't get Frozen 2. It doesn't make sense whatever. for Disney to want to own the- theater chain. They already own them because yeah. they already have the, they already control the power. They have the leverage of the IPs the leverage. and the franchises. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Without needing so the, to do and, all the work or worry about the profit margins. Yeah. The or sell popcorn. There's like, you know, yeah. the, uh, a standard 15%. Well, they're taking 30. Because, and that's just, if look into it. That's already happening. So I feel like Disney already basically pushes the, the movie theaters around. So they don't need to purchase a chain to, to stay alive. Um, Lacey, what are your thoughts? Eric, welcome to the resistance. We're happy to have you. Um, thank you for your question. I think this is a good question that naturally us as Star Wars fans and movie fans have been questioning for the past few years, especially during the pandemic. And as we've gotten kind of, I wouldn't say out of it because we're not out of it, but back to normal-ish. Um, I fall into the space of I've not been to the movies that much. In fact, the only movie I've been to in the past few years was Top Gun Maverick. Um, so I know that there was a video going around a week or two ago of Spielberg talking to Tom Cruise saying like, man, you saved the movie industry. Right. I a hundred percent believe that that Top Gun Maverick, we would make jokes here on the pod about how it kept getting pushed off, pushed off rightfully so because it's made buckets of money. It saved the movie industry and every single movie theater where people saw Maverick, every photo I ever saw, it was packed. People saw it multiple times and like obviously Avatar's changed that as well. Like multiple people have gone to Avatar and Spider-Man and stuff like that. But I think Top Gun was really the first one where people were like, okay, I have to go to the theater to see it because I was one of those people. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen the Spider-Man movie. I haven't seen Avatar, but I knew that I had to see Top Gun. Um, So I think that Star Wars movies are just like that, that people have the need to see them on the big screen and that's always going to be something that's important and i don't think that disney wants to jeopardize that and put it on pay-per-view or disney plus because once you make that jump with a franchise like that in the sense of like a movie not television like a movie jump of like oh it's only on this you're setting the stage that they're not as big as people think they are like they're not being held up to like a Star Wars movie, which is an event that people like line up for tickets for. There's toys released and it's all about like getting there early and there's big movie premieres and all this. Like mm-hmm. you're automatically kind of bringing that down and people canceling dressing that. up still, you know? Right. So I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that I'm assuming, Eric, that you're also happy that's not going to happen. And I think we're we talked about it the other day, but we're going to be getting a movie announcement soon from Celebration. And we're going to be seeing that movie in the theater in 2025. Yep. Well, why don't we jump into our next question and I can bounce it right back at you, Lacey. The the question (laughs) is, you know, because, you know, we're going to get that movie announcement at Celebration. That's what you've been saying. But do you think that we're going to get a new Disney Plus Star Wars series announced at Star Wars Celebration in April? That is a good question. I think we will. Yes. Um, I think we're going to get a bunch of new things that are on the way because 
we talked about this last week, but it's one of those things that Disney has to make and, and Lucasfilm have to make a splash with this celebration, especially because it's not happening for, you know, one or two years, two years technically, because it's, you know, now and then not till 2025, but they need to still stay top of mind and they need to come out strong so that people go, oh, wow, that's Star Wars. They're not messing around. Because they mm-hmm. have been kind of missing in the movie space. Um, and obviously Mandalorian has been carrying them, so to speak. Now, I haven't seen Ahsoka yet, so I can't speak to Ahsoka or Skeleton Crew or Acolyte. Um, but based on like Andor, I loved Andor, but it's not the Mandalorian. It didn't have the cultural impact that the Mandalorian has had and or popularity that the Mandalorian has had. Um, that doesn't make it any less good. That doesn't make it... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything less quality-wise, I'm speaking solely on the ability to connect with general audiences and or didn't have it the way The Mandalorian did. And I could speak just from the fact that my husband will watch The Mandalorian with me. He watched maybe 10 minutes into Andor and was like, nope, I'm good, got up and walked out. So <laughs> I can only go by people that aren't Star Wars fans, what they're interested in, and everybody knows who The Mandalorian and Grogu are. Um, so yeah, I think... They're going to definitely announce a series. They need to. John. Yeah, I think there's pressure uh, with, you know, what Bob Iger said. He, you know, he said we need to lean back into our big IPs and stop trying to compete with Netflix with this original content. We need to uh, lean on our strengths, which is what people are familiar with. Uh, and Star Wars is one of those. Um, and we already know, you know, we talked about it on Thursday. We already know what is coming on Disney Plus for Star Wars for the next two years. They took some massive hits financially last year on Disney Plus. If you want th- those next two years of those shows we're talking about are sustaining Star Wars fans who may be on Disney Plus for Star Wars. If you want to get people buying back into Disney Plus or buying Disney Plus in for the first time. Those people know what's coming. You need to lure those people with something new, another thing. And maybe it's close to home. Maybe it's Kenobi 2. Maybe, I don't know. But I I think they have to. And I think it's almost a situation where Iger is like, all right, Kathleen, what do you guys have? This is your big event. You guys didn't do anything last year. Um, We need to push, get Disney Plus back uh, into the black. Uh, out of out of this sort of debt because they've taken massive financial hits and a lot of that's from those India subscribers that fell out and stuff like that, which is a little fugazi. But um, hits are hits, and you know they took big financial hits and they need to uh, revitalize that aspect of their industry, um, even though they are going to be leaning back towards theater. So I think they almost have to do it. Uh, so I'm hoping that do we do just from a fan perspective, but I think from the business side of things, it almost feels like it's a pressure situation where they need to introduce new stuff that isn't already out there that may not be out yet, but people already know you need new stuff to get people to say like, Oh, okay, well that changes things for me. I'm in. So I think, I think so. I think so. Man, I was surprised when they announced skeleton crew. Um, I'll say that to start off, but I, I kind of don't think they're going to announce a new live action show. Um, you guys bring up really good points, but I'm also thinking about the possibility of a new live action show potentially pulling away from 
the movie announcement or the other titles that they really want to push at, at this moment. Um, they're going to be pushing Skeleton Crew. They're going to be pushing Ahsoka. They're going to be pushing Acolyte um, and, and Mandalorian because we're going to be mid-season. So they're going to have panels. They're going to do something with that. I don't know exactly what they'll show, like a sneak preview of the next episode or something. I don't know. But to me, um, I don't know if, John, you're, you're, you were aiming in on live action, but I think there's a really good chance we could see a, an animated series announced here. Oh yeah. A brand new mm-hmm. uh, property for that because I'm, I'm, I'm doing these bad batch episodes and I love it, but I'm, I still feel like people aren't like jumping, you know, to, to watch these episodes every week. And they're really excited about them. Most of the time, it's like a 50-50 between like, I thought this episode was pretty good and filler. So I think people yeah. are kind of getting burnt out on, on Bad Batch. Um, and I think this is about that time when you would maybe see an announcement that, you know, uh, that this is that that that's the final season. Well, I don't know. They probably would have done it by now. I don't know. It's tricky. I would hope that we get another animated series listed. And I think more likely if they're going to announce something in the live action realm, hopefully it's something we've already heard of. Like maybe they do more with Lando. Yeah. Um, that could be a big splash as well. Like, Oh, here we finally good. got the update on Lando and yeah, uh, them, Donald Glover's in and that they're reworking that and including uh, Alden Ehrenreich. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one last question from another one of our patrons. This one coming from General Paul Sullivan. Hello, hey, Paul. Paul. Um, Paul wanted to know, will we ever see another member of Yoda's species apart from Yoda, Yaddle, and Grogu uh, in canon? Um, John, what do you think? Um, I know it's more than likely that they will, but I'm going to say no uh, for the sake of George Lucas always wanting. I feel like George Lucas, like even though he doesn't own it anymore, I, I, they, they went to him and probably asked him if it's okay, and got his blessing. And then you see the picture of him holding him on the set and stuff like that. But in all his interviews about Yoda, he was just like, I don't know what Yoda is. I don't know where he came from. I don't want to know where he came from. I want him to be a mystery. I want him to always be a mystery. And the more they introduce that species it's going to be harder and harder for people to not want to keep itching for more information on that so i think they've pushed the envelope already um but i agree with the maker that everything has an origin story now everything has a backstory a wikipedia page when the year they were born what planet they're from all that stuff i love that i have no idea where yoda's from i don't want to know where he's from and i think adding more will make that more complicated so I hope that they sort of leave it here because Grogu's young and he could be around forever. We're talk- we talked about him being with Rey. We talked about him being the future in future movies. He can carry that torch for a long time without revealing much and without needing to add another. So I'm going to say no, more so out of hope and to honor Lucas. Um, but you know that they can do it. But I'm, 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 I'm hoping and leaning to no. Lacey? Yeah, I'm going to agree with John. I think Yoda his species is supposed to be a mystery. And the fact that they got the approval for a baby Yoda for Grogu was, I think the biggest shock of it all. Yeah. And like just seeing those ears for the first time on screen, you were like, no, because it was one of those things that no one ever expected to 
know more about that species or who Yoda was, where he came from. I think that's one of those things that's just going to remain a mystery. I think they're going to get into who Grogu is as a creature and his backstory of being a part of the Jedi Temple, obviously, and right, who right. like him being with Din Djarin and uh, you know maybe glimpses here and there where he came from, like oh I had a family once or something like that. But you don't see Obi Wan Kenobi as a young boy with his brother and his family, and you don't expect to. You just know he has a past. I feel like Grogu. And the species and Yoda is something you just don't need. I think it's one of those things you could just, uh, it, it leaves it more magical when you don't know than when mm -hmm. you do know. Yep. I agree with both of you. Um, are, you know, the question is, will we ever, and there's always ever forever. It's but a great question, for, Paul, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. But not for another 40 years at least, because, you know, they brought in Yoda in, in 1980 and they brought in baby Yoda. What are you saying, John? That's I'll be 80. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be Yoda at that um, time. Uh, I'm yeah. still here. Just like they brought around in, in 1980. And then they brought in baby Yoda around like 2020. It wasn't exactly, but you get my point. Um, yeah. So maybe in like 2060, when they've had a character as prolific as you, and, and it worked hundred percent like Yoda, a cultural Actually, icon James, for years. Seattle was years in between that. Dead in well, between. Well, okay. I, I know. And I was, and here's the thing about Yaddle, and this maybe a hot take here. Yaddle was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, George hated Yaddle. It was George's mistake. He he tried it. It he it didn't work. And Yaddle's obviously still a character that you know fans like and has been created and, and they've done other things with. Um, and that's fine. But, Which is totally felony, by the way, from his comments yeah. at the San Diego panel where he's like, oh, George would tell me to shut up when I talk yeah, about it's, it. It's, it's nowhere near the cultural phenomenon of the other two. Um, sure. So it's it's just it's not it's not even close. Um, that character was just sort of a like blip. They tried something. It didn't work. And so um, there's that. But it's Yoda and Grogu right now and expect Grogu to hang around as long as Yoda has um, easy as long uh, as Disney wants to make consider money, consider the idea of another <laughs> another story that they could be like, what if, what if Grogu, you know, now that we know is older and talks and is a master and all this other stuff, finds uh, another person of this race or something. You know what I mean? They could do whatever mm -hmm. they want. 40 years from now but uh mm -hmm. that's gonna wrap up will the force this week and uh i'm gonna send it back over to Lacey to take us into our next section what do we got all right guys it's time for the patreon pod race All right. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video on YouTube, comment, subscribe. We really appreciate it. We're slowly growing back up to our old audience um, and appreciate everything. And so if, even if you don't really watch the episodes, maybe you listen to them, just giving us a, a subscribe really means a lot to us. Speaking yeah. of audio, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review if you can. It really helps people find the show and lets us know how we're doing. And we really appreciate it. But if you want more than that, and outside of following us on social at TRB Podcasts, you can head over to 
uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. I almost said resistance slash Patreon. I don't know why I did that, but I almost did. <laughs> um, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $5 a month, you're supporting what we're trying to build here. You're supporting what we've been doing for almost for me, the five years, longer for these guys, but for five years, what we've been doing here, talking about Star Wars, sharing what we love, building a community and making content that you guys love. Uh, you're saying, I believe in you. I want to see you do more. And we want to see where this goes. And we truly appreciate it. And more than that, by doing that, you get to meet other fans that are really, really cool and really awesome. And you get to be a part of the show like you just saw. Um this is the section of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question. They give us their answer. We discuss a little bit. It's also a nice, fun way to hear fans' perspectives on different topics. But I'm going to say thank you to those people first. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, who we just heard from, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Yivar, oh, Ivar, like iPhone. Ivar and Micah Harrison, thank you so much. Uh, and to our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Horneck, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks. This week, we have the wonderful, the awesome, the 501st member, General Christian, a.k.a. Chris Morales. Hey, buddy. I think <laughs> it's up, Chris, a.k.a. Christian. No, I'm going the other way. We're doing All it the right. other way, Christian. All right. So his question was, once the High Republic concludes, do you have a specific time in the Star Wars timeline you would like to see expanded upon in a future series of books? So just a fun fact, one of the things that does happen in our Patreon is a book club, and Christian is a big member of that book club. So this is a perfect mm -hmm. question for him. So Christian, take it away. Hey, what's going on, TRB? Chris here. Uh, I just wanted to start by saying that I absolutely love this question. It actually got me thinking quite a bit. Uh, as for the era that... I'd like to see explored after the High Republic concludes. I'm not too sure, to be honest. After putting a lot of thought into it, uh, I think I would like to see maybe not a particular timeline, but maybe some stuff from the uh, Sith's point of view during the eras of the High Republic or, you know, maybe a little bit before or after. Uh, I know we have gotten a few things, you know, a couple of books since the Disney buyout, but I would say it's not enough. And I'm not really a big Sith guy, but I, you know, it's, kind of obviously omitted enough that maybe I would like to see a little bit more. So that's it. That's all I got. So peace out, everyone. Awesome job. Always great to see you on the show, Chris. John, what did you think? Uh, I, I adore Christian because sometimes I think he battles his own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> i like him because he likes pizza like me and we shared one at celebration yeah yep oh hanging out with Christian. oh you guys both like pizza yeah <laughs> we're original like that <laughs> nothing's like connecticut pizza though for being honest um but back to you chris uh first of all i'm glad you like the question um second off uh i think it's cool that you're saying like you're not the biggest sith guy but at the same time you want to see uh, an expanse of their story in certain eras to enrich the overall story, which will complement Jedi and other aspects of the galaxy. So I think that's a, a smart pick. And um, it's funny you didn't lead with your passion, 
which is the opposite of Sith. So I like that you went the the Jedi way in a sense where you pick something that's maybe good for the greater good of Star Wars, but maybe not the number one for you. So I think that's a really interesting and cool answer. And the way you did it was uh, pretty fun and awesome. The, great, and I like the your, greater I like, good and the lesser evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I like your setup there. You got a lot of cool stuff there. Just you were blocking the display case. So you got to let me know on Discord uh even just ping me on discord um you know what you have back there or show me show me a picture because i always like when people have their you know figures and that sort of stuff displayed mm -hmm. but I, do have, I, I, I have one question is that is that a michael myers mask and is that your 501st hat on the michael myers mask i i gotta <laughs> that, know and are you a horror legitimately fan? scared me I love. Oh, like, did it? I, I was like, "There's someone in this," and I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a mask." Uh, yeah, I I'm a big fan of the original Halloween, so I, I didn't know if mm -hmm. you were uh, Christian. So maybe we could talk about uh, old slasher flicks one day. But uh, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. James. Um, no, I mean that this is exactly right. And you you know, it, it, Christian is probably more into the books and knows more about the book content than than possibly anybody in our patreon including myself um this, this guy's totally on it this is a good question for him so thanks for sending it over john and and christian you're you're exactly right i when you said it i was like man it has been a long time since we've gotten a sith centric book and you would think that that would be something that would a be very like easy to sell like oh a book about the sith you know or something and it's like okay um but then also they've been eluded in mystery for so long that you feel like you could just almost like pick two random sith people and just yeah tell stories of crazy things they did or whatever and have have a good book um and then obviously the stuff about the high republic before after yeah i mean who knows i don't know what we're gonna do for the high republic i think that's probably uh off territory for them but after the high republic we're gonna get into with the hopefully the acolyte as well so um yeah i don't know i think great answers to the questions um always good seeing you and thanks for being a patron doing the pod race christian i don't know if i can add anything better than what these guys said i think your answer was great i would love to see more sith stuff i think we're gonna have a really awesome time with the acolyte i know we're talking about books here but yeah i'm so pumped about that show <laughs> yeah um, oh yeah but i think a book would be definitely interesting um we often get that other side as you know like the the jedi light side which is understandable mm -hmm. they're the heroes um but man a dark book would be super cool um, thank you for your answer. Really appreciate it. I also want to know what you have behind you because collecting is important to me. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. We're going to head to John now for the discussion. Imagine it's just a, an empty case and that's why he was sitting He's in front like, of there's it. Nothing, there's nothing. He's like, it's not full yet, but I want it lit up. I want it lit <laughs> up. Uh, let us know. All right. Time for our discussion this week. The boldest predictions from TRB for The Mandalorian Season 3. <laughs> Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. The Mandalorian returns in two days, baby. As does our live show, The Mando Fan Show, Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. East, right here on the Resistance Broadcast YouTube channel. So come join us for the good times. Uh, also, you know, we got to let you know, the Mando Code is coming back. We're going to do a big giveaway. We're going to give out a little piece of the puzzle each episode. 
that's to make you watch each episode. I'm sure you know how that works. But really, it's also a fun little scavenger hunt. Uh, and <laughs> I it's, like it's like being a little bounty hunter yourself. You know, <laughs> I, I like that John makes this big. He does this big setup in the show, and then he goes. So the Mando code is three. <laughs> it's just like a single number and it's like immediate just let down of all the yeah. drama yeah no yeah for sure <laughs> write it down i Two. still i still haven't <laughs> yeah we still have to like i still haven't figured it out we got to figure that out we you did the days. last one like the night before i uh, probably yeah probably <laughs> um all right but anyway we're here to talk bold predictions and speculations and predictions are fun and some seem obvious some are quite popular um Everyone likes to sometimes say that they're the one who came up with them. But then there's bold predictions, things that have a very low chance of happening, but are fun to just toss out there into the galaxy. So let's chat about Mando season three. It debuts Wednesday. So let's take our biggest swings and give our boldest predictions for season three. And who would like to start this thing off by throwing one out there into our audience verse I'll, I'll kick it off test the waters and see um if this is bold enough um how about this one bo katan's dying i literally just thought that in my head james really so i guess it's not that bold because i'm not bold <laughs> can i ask you to take that a step further and say who's uh, at whose hand <sighs> Ooh, that is bolder <laughs> He just made that a Doritos chip. And he also for, for, regular tortilla <laughs> for our audience, James admittedly uh, doesn't like having predictions permanently out there. So this is a tough <laughs> yeah, thing for yeah. him to do right now. And yes. I appreciate him doing it. So but it's all um, fun. Because everyone I want to claim, I'm like, oh, no, but there's good, this connection <clears throat> thing. And I'm going to look down. If she dies, you still get credit for a bold prediction landing. I just want you to see if you had to guess who would um or let's Lacey, say um too, yeah? uh let's go with moff gideon okay okay so the so the, think... the the killer is a little less bold i think but her dying is very bold in my opinion yeah i think i think the thing with her dying is that i i could see that the reason i think it's bold prediction is because you have katie sackoff and i think you have a character that people are really gravitating to towards so why kill her off in the third season when she could be around for four and five um and now she'll never come on our podcast <laughs> yeah but but my thought with it is that this uh the trailers have kind of led to her being you know <clears throat> um kind of lonely and solemn in her chambers and um i think season three could sort of be the story of her and let, you know, introduce her in season two, but then really tell her story in season three and then let Mando go on and do other things. You know, we'll, we'll have other Mandalorians around as we, we know in this one there, they will be back. They will come in, in multiples. Um, but uh, that makes it less of a reason that you have to keep one specific Mandalorian around. And by killing her, you probably also kill off two other guest stars as well. <laughs> yeah. Who don't, you know, who don't need to return if, if she's not around. Um, right. But, uh, but I don't know that that's my, that's my thought. I can kick it off with that. Do you guys, do you guys think that there's any chance or. Yeah. That was the first thing I honestly thought. I thought she's going to die and I think she's going to die at the hand of Mandalorian. And I think. That oh, because... 
I see the story going in the way of like they team up at first. She's apprehensive. She's angry at him, whatever. He's like, we need to do this together. She teams up with him. And then she gets that moment of selfishness and wants the dark saber, tries to go after it. Grogu defends Mando. She turns around, tries to either harm uh, Grogu or kill Grogu out of her own kind of craziness. And then Mando is forced to kill her. Because he'd rather protect mm. Grogu than protect her. I I think yeah. the reason why I think that's bold is because that's I just bold. see I see it backwards. I see it as like she doesn't like the Mandalorian at the beginning of the season, and by the end they team up, and she would be killed. But by that's the why end I'm saying by, they do team up, villain. and then she ends up dying anyway because then her selfishness mm -hmm. gets the better of her. That's yeah. bold for sure. I. I could see a safer version, which is not what this is about, of her doing this whole like sacrifice thing to save Grogu or Mando, and that's how she dies or something. But her dying alone is is bold. I don't I don't think she's gonna die, but I love that bold prediction. I have one that I thought was bold that may not be as bold as this. I think Grief Cargo's toast. I think he's finished. I think he's gonna die, and I think he might be killed by Mandalorians who are still really yeah. I I, I think. I don't know why I think that. I just you mean because like, they're attacking Navarro. Yeah, but but I also feel like I know he. I believe I believe Carl Weathers said something about he's in the first four episodes, and I don't know if that's because he's just well, in the he first almost died four. in the first season. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, right at the at Mando shooting him, and the the best guard protected him, old West style. But I think. I feel like Reef Karga's character is sort of floating out there, and they they don't really know what to do with him. Um, I also, you know, Carl Weathers is a getting up there in his seventies. He's not going to be in like a lot of action sequences. This I show think he wants to like... be more behind the camera. Yeah, and and the show seems like it's leaning more towards uh, bigger action. They're introducing more new characters. He's going to have less of uh, screen time, less of a significance. I, I think Reef Karga's eaten it in this uh, in this season. Hmm. Is that bold? That is, I I think that's kind of. Bold I don't think it is. Again, it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing to me as like when you have a, a a title character to kill them off. Like you have Carl Weathers in the show. They've been he's been in the show for season one, season two, and season three. I mean, at that point, you're just saying you're getting tired of the the character. Not you, John, but like you know the writers. Like they're getting tired of the character. And it would be better to kill him off mm -hmm. as a sacrifice or something along those lines. The, the interesting thing to me is you I mean, he said does have and his own Mandalorian. <laughs> huh? That's, that's kind of nuts. I said he has his own poster. Yeah. Card. Yeah. But I think it's so interesting real. that you mm -hmm. say he's going to die at the hands of the Mandalorian because to me, when I see those scenes, I see a bunch of like raiders or whatever coming into Navarro and the Mandalorians are protecting Navarro, not destroying it. Um, because I would think now that he's that uh, Grief Karga is the uh, like leader and he's such good friends with Mando, he would kind of let those people hang out and that would be their like commune, you know. I think they're showing up because they know Mando's there with the Darksaber, so they roll up and they say, We're taking that back hmm. because they come up with the drop ship and drop into Navarro from the trailer, is what it looks like. Yeah, and then you have the Ancelans who are like in that little kind of like below, like basement room. They're like laughing and throwing mm -hmm. bombs out and stuff. Like that to me doesn't sound like they're saving the city. It sounds like they're attacking the city. 
Well, yeah, but we have those raiders there. I don't know. I feel like the Mandalorians are the ones doing it, and the raiders mm-hmm. aren't raiders. They're just people that live there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the first half of this season is going to be still a lot of dissension among the ranks of Mandalorians, and the journey of the season is going to be him uniting them by the end. Um, so I could, yeah, I could see a lot of chaos happening amongst the different factions of Mandalorians and stuff. But um, all right, so we put out our is, blank is going to die uh, predictions. Um, what else are we think in here? What else? I think what else obviously Sabine showing up. But that's not as bold, I guess. We said that, honestly, we said that when it was bold. I said that like years ago that I was like, she's showing up. And then we got her announced at Celebration. So it's probably not as bold anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So well, she's is, announced for Ahsoka, but it's so it's kind of like, would a character from a different show show up? Like, yes, so here's a, here's, here would be a bold. Are we going to see anybody from Skeleton Crew? No. No. I think Favreau said that, though. Okay. Yeah. But in um, the same kind of lane, James, I think a lot of people I have thrown he said out. That we would. <laughs> no, I think he said it was in the same time frame as what he said. I don't think he said we would see them, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the more guest star type people, people are saying like, "Are we going to see Thrawn? Are we going to see Han Solo? Are we going to see?" Uh, I'm trying to think of what other people like any of the original trilogy characters like Leia. What do you guys think? Who do you think is uh, going to be right. the big kind of reveal moment character? All right, here, here, here's one. Um, it's not exactly what you're talking about, Lacey. Mm-hmm. I don't think Christopher Lloyd's in this show. <laughs> oh, really? I think he is. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold prediction that he is um, another miscasting that that happened also in season two. Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. They, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Uh, they said Christopher Lloyd's in the show, but there's there's that's been it. That's the only thing that we've heard of it. He's not talked about it. No one else has talked about it. No one's said exciting people that, that you know were excited to have on set. Nothing. It just feels like he's not even part of it. And he's iconic. So I feel like the conversation would be, you know, who's Christopher Lloyd playing? He was seen on set here or something like that. I just I don't think he's in the show. I think it was a miss, miss thing. Bold prediction. I hope he's in the show. Yeah. That's interesting. I I honestly can see them adding him because they've been adding other like kind of big 80s characters, like big 80s pop culture actors in. Yeah. Like I Michael Bean. Yeah. But um bold wise, I don't know. I'm trying to think like what else would be like really I got bold. Okay, go for it. Snoke. You think Snoke's in this show? Yep. I had something similar, but I don't think timeline-wise it, it lined up. Oh, here. Ben Solo is the other thing people have been throwing out. <sighs> that, that's pretty bold. That's more bold that's than Snoke. Bold. <laughs> I, well, I think Snoke's bold, but I think yeah, I could is. see it happening because of that whole... They got to revisit that whole clone plot with yep. Grogu. And the test you know, Snoke, Snoke's a clone like some strand of Palpatine. Uh, Andy Serkis was filming for Andor. Is it possible that he also did work for Snoke when he was over there in the UK, you know, and then they, you know, get the footage and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's a bold prediction. So it's probably not going to happen, but Snoke will be in the Mandalorian season three. 
So my, my, my one that I was going to say that was kind of a bold prediction, you said Snoke and it's for the same reason. Well, it's not for the same reason, but similar reason. Uh, Kajimi spice runners. I thought that, I thought that's a, that's a group out there that would be very easy to bring into the show. You say the name, people know it. And it makes this connection that this is a, this is a gang on the up and up. You know, and we're leaning in that direction towards the sequels. Because the Angelans? You're just saying, yeah, you're just saying that because the Babu Frick characters are there. Uh, li- oh, actually, literally, right now is when I just put that two together. I did not. Oh. <laughs> no. I did not put that together at all. <laughs> but uh, that makes it land a little bit more than I thought. Because I guess my question to that would be, the spice runners are particular to Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss would be too young at this point. No. So you're saying like not particular just to Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss is in a family that has been around from the Kajimi right, dynasty. Right. right. So you're saying the people that came before her. Yeah, I would say the Kajimi yeah. spice runners have been around forever. Zori happens to be one of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, but, and, and obviously, like my first thought with it was you would get like young Poe Dameron and stuff. And I was like, they're getting away from the series at this point, And it doesn't even really make sense with the timeline. Cause all of that was later. Um, so I, but what I was saying was just that, but I think it lands with your point, John too, that it would be like that thing that they teased a long time ago, connecting to the first order, the, uh, you know, all that stuff. It's like, how can we sort of hint that in the future, the sequel trilogy is happening? Yeah. Yeah. True. They're, they're all about, <clears throat> building up uh, other aspects like they did with mm-hmm. the Clone Wars for the prequels and that sort of thing. Um, how about a bold prediction from a not necessarily an in-story bold prediction like, you know, this person's episode will be the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes or something like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Well, I dropped the Christopher Lloyd one. Yeah. Yeah, you but did. What do you think? Like, is it a bold prediction to say one of the Dave Filoni directed episodes will be the highest rated episode this season. Depends if who's involved in that episode. Is it like an Ahsoka Sabine episode or? Because the first yeah. two seasons he's done episodes and he hasn't. So it would have to be a knockout episode. Hmm. He has, he's gotten some of the lower rated episodes is what you're pointing to. Gunslinger was low. That's mainly because of Jake Kennevalley, in my opinion, but. Yeah. Um the Jedi I think was a really good episode, but the rescue was higher rated. Um the uh, the opening uh the marshal was higher rated. Can Dave Filoni have the top rated favorite episode of Mandalorian season 3? Well, John, it's your bold prediction. Do you it's think It's a bold he will? prediction. Do you, you think he up. will? It's a bold prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Go get Please it, Dave. Wh- Get it done. <laughs> Lacey, what do you got? Do you have anything that's totally off the wall? You know, it's funny because we're talking about like, what is the craziest thing we can come up with? It's it's hard to not just repeat stuff that you've seen because it feels like as soon as something comes out, everybody's throwing 15 things out on the internet to be like, see, I was right. Oh, of course. So, that's so you got to get nutty tough. with it. I know, but it's tough to think outside that box of like, it's literally turned into like a Mad Libs, right? It's like this person will show up. This person is going to die. 
you know, mm-hmm. this planet will appear this. So it's like, how do you get out of the bold predictions of the obvious, which is someone's going to die and someone's going to show up because that's what Star Wars fans already go to. They always <laughs> go to that. Um, yeah. I think that, I mean, my biggest one was the Bo-Katan one. I genuinely think that. I think that she's going to die to the hand of the Mandalorian. I think they're pumping both of them up really high and I can't, obviously Mando's going to survive into season four and I don't think she's going to. And then mm-hmm. that will also take away the idea that there's another person that's a very strong headed leader of the Mandalorians and f- f- like leads the way for Mandal- Mando to lead them because there's no one else kind of combating with him once she's gone. Yeah. Because the people that are loyal to her will be like, oh, well, now what? Yeah, that's true. I was going to toss out another Do you think Vince Vaughn will finally show up? I, I, I say that every season. That's more of a want just because him and Favreau <laughs> are like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just make so much sense. He's had all these other people in there. I think it'd be great if Vince Vaughn was like a bartender or something. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A wedding. Um, <laughs> here, here's, a, here's a bold prediction. The client is not dead and reappears in season three. Interesting. I think he's pretty dead, but interesting. Well, that's the whole point of this. It's I forget how he died. He was just shot. They just shot him. Yeah. Yeah. Like point blank. Yeah. yeah. Just like Grief Cargo mm-hmm. was shot, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets shot in this show. <laughs> Everyone. How <dies>. about this? <laughs> Is it possible that Mando loses a limb, Star Wars style, and has to get a Mechno limb? No. No? Not possible at all? No. Not even remotely bold? No. Okay. They're not going to yeah, do anything late. to Mando. Lacey, you're right, man. As as I rack my brain, I'm like, I'm sure somebody's already like is gonna agree with this. You know, like anything I can think of, like <laughs> yeah. this is gonna be the breakout season for Dr. Pershing. He's we're finally gonna get all the answers. And I'm sure it's like, well, yeah, eventually we're gonna get all the answers. Why not season three? It's like not that disagreeable, you know? Right. I think we're we are gonna finally see Thrawn. I think he's gonna pop up. I think that's the Ahsoka thing. So, but it's got to lead into that. This Ahsoka's got to lead into Mando. Or, sorry, I mean, Mando's got to yeah. lead into Ahsoka. Yeah. Because they wouldn't uh, put them right next to each other like that. Zeb and they were filming them around the theme. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to Ghost Crew now. Just <laughs> yeah, because no one's talked. No one's talked about Zeb at all. I think that's the big reveal. Live action Zeb, season three Mando. I mean, bullshit. I haven't seen anybody talk about Zeb. I've only obviously Hera because everybody saw Hera, but yeah. I wonder if they're gonna finally bring out Mary Elizabeth Winstead on celebration stage. Oh, she's yeah. Hera, right? Yeah, yeah, she definitely is. Well, yeah, we don't know, <laughs> but well, any other bold predictions? Bold, bold. Um. I would assume that another Jedi would show up. I'm tra- I'm also trying to think outside of the box, like just something like 
almost sort of, and and this is unfair, but it's sort of like the the Deborah Chow thing. Like everybody was really behind her, and then we saw Obi Wan, and everybody's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm wondering if like bold prediction, Natasha Luberdizo is a terrible Sabine <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> and it's like people see her and they're like, oh man, no, I'm not feeling it, not not connecting at all. That's not how what I pictured in my head. Mm-hmm. Like they totally miss writers or miscast her or something. How about this for a question? <laughs> will and there it's be a, against her? I just I'm picking a name, you know, that we will have there be a, a post credit scene after the after chapter 24, the final episode. A stinger. Yes, 100 percent. Will it be for Ahsoka? Yes. Who will be in it? Thrawn. They're gonna debut Thrawn in a stinger. That's that is bold. That is very. I bold. think so. Not so bad. They debuted Thanos in a stinger. Yep. Did they? Yeah, because it's That's the, the, the end, of the, of, end of the original Avengers. He's like, "I'll do it myself," and everybody's yeah. like, "Ah!" <laughs> All right, so we're doing so. So I got Lacey Gilleran on a bold prediction. Post credits finale. I, scene, Ahsoka, Thrawn. Yes. Now I think now, Ahsoka a, is basically being treated as like Mando. What is it now? Two, it would be three. Three point five, but it's also her own story, so it's like a little bit more than that. It's like more like three point seven five. So Grogu is <laughs> going to get separated at the end of the series and then get reunited Again? in Ahsoka with uh, again. Mando. I'm kidding, obviously, because people are so Bold upset prediction. about it. Yeah. Do you no, think Hayden Christensen's going to show up? One. Ezra will be in that stinger, that post credit stinger. Live action debut of Ezra. So he's with Thrawn. So you're just jumping off of my well, prediction. I pitched the stinger. What are you even saying? <laughs> Don't steal my. What are you. What is this? <laughs> manipulation. I've. Um... And I'm pretty sure I was the first one to say Sabine in Mando season three. So I didn't want no, to. No, you were that. not. I was. I'm getting because it was weird for me to. I'm getting the archivist on this. You can do that, but it was weird for me to say it because James is the biggest Rebels fan. So when I said it, I remember James was like, "Oh, that could happen," and I remember feeling proud because James finally agreed with me. So you can go back and check that. But (laughs) I know for a fact all the time. I don't (laughs) want to hear any of this. Yeah, I'm saying at the time he finally agreed with me. Mm. I've I've contributed two things to this podcast: the Kessel Run. And Sabine being oh in the <laughs> First of all, right, I've you... got another. I've got another out of the box bold prediction. You Two ready? Things. Yeah, go. They're going to abandon the chapter names, the chapter numbers. Ooh, that's very bold. Yeah, I think they're doing Mandalorian season three. They're doing Mandalorian season four, and they don't want to be like chapter 23 you know it's like at that point it just doesn't feel right and i feel like what they would more likely do is just quietly move into calling the episodes by just the title instead of chapter and then the title here's a bold Mm. prediction i think grogu's gonna whip out yoda's lightsaber and fight someone is that bold I think that's bold because I don't think that's very likely. He still walks like a toddler, so. But yeah, Favreau, yeah, Favreau said there and is. Does a, he even have the lightsaber? Uh, we don't know. 
That's why it's bold. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that bold. I'm defending like you, Lacey, so don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think it's that bold? Do you think that it's very likely that Grogu whips out Yoda's lightsaber? And the thing about Grogu, he, he's the number one Star Wars collectible. What else can they do with him? Slap a lightsaber in his hand. Oh, they could do a lot with him. They yeah. just need him to talk this season, and they've already got a whole season's worth of And I feel like that's not a bold prediction, because I think we tried that. We said he would talk in season two. <laughs> I was like, Lucy's not bold. Lucy's not. I said this a month ago. Lucy's not. Well, no, I'm that's defending you. I think that's, that's bolder true. than I him said, talking. I said your Bo-Katan yeah. dying thing was very bold. I think that is a very... Because I don't think she is going to die. So I think that's I think a very that's bold fun. prediction. You're <laughs> bold to claim that Sabine's showing up. Oh, I, I said that a long time ago. You did not. You <laughs> did not. I well, You and I always like... I've said this. two things on this podcast. Fennec Shand bold... wasn't dead. Sabine showing up in Mandalorian. Alex James has a bold prediction. Well, I, I'm just saying I got a bold one that I'm I'm already going to shoot down. <laughs> Din Djarin dies in this season. Shut up. And Grogu oh, and Grogu resurrects him <laughs> because he has the same <laughs> uh, like force healing power as Ray. So then he gives up so, his whole life for us and then fades away into the world between worlds, meets Ben Solo. That's then the part where it back. doesn't make sense. He would also have to die. <laughs> oh, God, a mighty freaking world between worlds. I didn't Here's a bold prediction. The world, the world between worlds comes back and then gets blown up into complete smithereens and no one ever freaking talks about it ever again. It's the world between worlds. I liked it for what Filoni did, but then fans have to kill it. With all these this craziness, bold predictions, would you say? Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll call it predictions. I, I uh, think, yeah, I don't think fans. I, I oh, I got a great one. The world, world between worlds, poorly. I feel like some fans they misunderstand what it is. One hundred percent going to happen. They think it's, it's an afterlife purgatory. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, bold prediction. Pelimato, the N one gets destroyed. Pelimato builds him a new Razor Crest. Bang! I think the Razor Crest is gone, gone. Razor Crest two. I, I, yeah, I have a better, I have a, a better version of that in my opinion. Razor Crest two also N one, so it docks with the new Razor, the updated <laughs> Razor Crest. Ready for another bold prediction? <laughs> These aren't that bold. John's like, he's going to get a ship. You just said it's not going to happen. <laughs> you did just say that. You're like, ready? No. <laughs> the season will end with Moff Gideon being frozen in carbonite. That's a pretty bold prediction. Bang. Because it's not like a crazy <laughs> Is thing. Is that before or after like... Sabine shows up? I don't know. I have to go back to see what I said eight months ago. <laughs> John, that prediction said you just said like years ago is similar to be like the last sent the last word in season three will be ever. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's a pretty bold prediction. And that's where James loses his mind because he's like, What is a prediction? On yeah, this exactly, on yeah. this podcast in 2012, I said Sabine would show up <laughs> in season three of The Mandalorian. <laughs> season three. Who's our archivist? 11, Danny, 11, Danny, tell John that I'm the first she's person. Never been a that. made. 
official archivist. She's For, the unofficial but official she wants to be archivist. No, no one realizing that I said 2012 when not only did Mandalorian not exist, Sabine didn't exist, and neither did this podcast. We thought you I were just losing that. your mind. I was just yeah. letting you say dumb things. No, oh. I missed it. Okay. I missed it. Um, I don't know. Unless you got anything else? What's another? What's another John. crazy off the wall one? Off crazy off the wall. Yeah, Grogu dies. I think that is the craziest thing that anybody could ever say, and it's never going to happen. And that is the bold, bold prediction. They're never going to kill him because he's money. Second, he's a baby. That'd be messed up. (laughs) Yeah. So, therefore, it's bold because it's absolutely never going to happen. Ready for a a sizzling bold prediction? (laughs) This has been the weirdest bold prediction discussion go ahead see this is how you, this is how you do bold prediction you start off by saying are you ready for this bold prediction we keep then, saying that and then you say it which is the millennium falcon will appear in the mandalorian season three that's not that bold people have been saying that the whole time people have been saying hansel is going to show up oh get out of here no he was literally on he was literally on an article today someone had it in the header of like people that might show up in, in Lorraine. i didn't three. say han solo did i I said the Millennium Falcon. You're going to have the Millennium Falcon, but not Han Solo? Correct, because they're not going to do de-aged Harrison Ford for this. It's not de-aged. It would be a little bit older, right? Oh, no, it would be Return of the Jedi. We don't know when Han lost the Falcon, right? It would be 50-year-old Harrison Ford. We don't. He lost it to the... Duquesne. Something. Duquesne, but he... The Irving boys. Urban boys, yeah. So the, Falcon, uh, Mando season three, bang. But here, but I think that that all happened after this stuff. Because that locks it in. That gets people excited. You hear the word bang, you're like, bang. <laughs> I think that we've gotten, um, we've gotten Ben Solo content with him on the Falcon. That yes, when Ben's young, po- and that's why people think he might show up. Like so Han shows up Han. with Ben. Zero chance right. of that happening. That's a bold I'll, prediction. I'll one up John's prediction and say not only is the Millennium Falcon, but it's going to be chewy. See, that makes sense. I like that. Chewbacca okay, but it's and not the supposed Mandalorian. To make sense. It's supposed season... to be bold. Right. I look. Look. Does no, any of us think that Mandalorian or the Millennium Falcon no, and Chewbacca Jane, are going to show up in saying, season three? Let's I said that Ben would so Ben could Solo could show up, and he's going. That would never happen. That would never happen. And then that's the point. It's a bold prediction. Well, true. And you're saying well, you're, true. And he goes, you're, oh, saying, like you're saying none of mine are bold. I feel like I'm taking huge swings here. Bold, not bold. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Which one? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think to, to me, to me, bold is like not obvious, but something that has maybe been kicked around, but that is very likely not going to happen. And, and, Bold prediction too. We've kind of moved into that territory of like those things definitely are not going to happen. And if I don't think any of us really think those things are going to happen, like Ben Ready? Solo showing up, Grogu dying, that stuff. That's Yoda like, showing up. Yeah, like the a crazy prediction. Um, I, and I don't I don't think that's happening. But bold predictions is you're you're starting to play in the, the world where John. I I I think this is like. 
when you make the bold prediction, you got to say, that's it. <laughs> I think this is going to happen and I'm now, calling James, it now. James, are you what? ready for a bold prediction? Hold on. <laughs> I loaded my handgun. Din Djarin's armor will be stolen from him and he has to piece together new armor at some point in this season. Bang. <laughs> I like that. I like that he... He got all built up. His armor. new Beskar. He's got all this cool stuff. It's stolen. He has to start from scratch. Reborn. His armor will be stolen this season. Bang. And then he he have to have Pedro Pascal like in the show at that point, like Last of Us is done filming. He's like tweeting at how terrible my bull prediction. No, I'm looking up stuff about the like Mandalorian stuff. I'm listening. Do we have no? I'm kidding around. Do we have any other uh, like death predictions or cameo predictions? Because we know Mando loves cameos, but it has to be bold. It has to be wild stuff. Hmm. Um, How about Palpatine? Exegol? Mando season three? Yeah. How about a character from... um, um, Oh, what are they called? Alphabet Squadron. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Similar to um, Cobb Vanth, like being a... uh, Obviously, Aftermath. Um, oh, but I have a gr- yeah, I, I'm having, with you on this. having a new book character make a, an appearance in this that people are like, I have no freaking clue who that is, but fans are going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that's you know so and so from Alphabet Squadron. Mm. So Carson Tava has obviously been promoted. He's got his new little Rancor patch. He's Rancor probably not doing. He's probably not doing as much uh, patrolling in his X-wing. Wedge Antilles. Mando season three, bang. Can you stop saying bang? <laughs> How do you do it though, John? That's exactly what you don't like. They've cast it. They've it's the same actor, young, same actor, old. How do you do the middle? D, age. You think oh, they? <laughs> yeah. Dennis Lawson. I think... Guy's been back in the mix, dude. He he wants a paycheck. Mm. I just oh, got zoom tight. Consumed. I I sneezed <laughs> off mic. Um, yeah. No, the Den- Dennis Lawson thing. I think I think fans might go took a step back on season three. <laughs> I don't mean he's we the got, big reveal in the final we got, episode. We got de-aged Luke. De-aged Luke, two. and then Wedge Antilles. And then we get yeah. de-aged Wedge Antilles, and then in season four, Wedge de-aged Kai. Hobby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing oh, back yeah. everybody from Empire. Da- no, yeah, the big villain reveal is Dak. He didn't die on Hoth. He wants his <laughs> revenge. It's actually Dengar. Dak, no, Dak Raltar. Oh, Dengar. Okay. Right. Dengar is the main villain of the Mandalorian. Rothgar Deng? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bold Rothgar prediction. Yeah. Bold prediction. Bosk shows up. Mandalorian season three. I mean, about time. Is that is that bold? It's that bolt, John. Do you think it's gonna happen. Bang. Do you think it's gonna happen? If you said bang, I would have believed it more. <laughs> so stupid. 
<laughs> you know you want to say it though. Uh, uh. When is this show coming out? Oh, right, in like two days. Yes. <laughs> All right. How about this? Let's do a an, uh, the first episode bold prediction so that we can talk about it on uh, Wednesday night and make fun of how wrong each other were. Grogu spins in a swirly chair. Bang. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's really a bold, a very bold first. Prediction. I don't know where I came up with it. It just kind of came to me as like a really cute scene that could happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I got it. Bold prediction. Here we go. First episode. That's fine, John. I'll, I'll make it the first episode. <laughs> Gina Carano returns. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh my god, that is a bold prediction. Cara Dune sure. back that, in the first the episode boldest, of Mando season. First that's of all, the boldest prediction. First of all, we we have to end on that because that's the boldest you could ever get. Second of all, that will never happen because of two things. One, it's not going to happen. Two, if it did happen, she would have dropped a hint by now. Like she's not and keeping that to herself. Three, she's a huge. She's bigger than the Mandalorian now. She's a huge movie star. Mm. <laughs> All that? right, I'm going to think of a bold prediction for the first episode, and it is going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know Bang. <laughs> Yeah, there has to be something. Fire a gun, and it's something that happens. Bang! I think that Navarro is getting attacked in the first episode. That's my bold prediction. That's not a bold prediction. That seems likely based on trailers. But you're naming things that have already been shown in official footage. (laughs) That doesn't mean it. That's where it happened. They could be. How's that bold? How are you bold, John? You didn't. It's a one in eight chance, John. (laughs) How am I bold? I'm the boldest person you know. <laughs> okay. Besides Mark Newbold. Yeah. I've been thinking about him this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Bold prediction. Uh the Mandalorian will not remove his helmet in the first episode of season three. Bang. At least I gave a I'm plot. Kidding. Point. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding around. All right. Um, all right. Here's a bold prediction. I'll just throw it out there. The guy. That no, I don't like that. Because like we haven't been just throwing things out there. Yeah, I got. I, I got say, a prediction: uh, Helvetica, yeah, have... but bold. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I, I was hoping we could come up with something for the first episode, but I just gave um, you something, Lacey. I'm not going to allow you to take official footage and then claim it's a bold prediction, so that when it obviously happens, which it probably will, you're like. Live on the Mando fan show, first season, like doing this and doing this and all that. Like, get out of here. You mean like when Fennec Shand was alive and both of you said she wasn't going to be alive? That never I love how you recreate history. You both thought she was dead. I never said that. I thought she was dead. You definitely said you thought she was dead. Show me. Either way, her point right now, John, is that she's got one. (laughs) One right. I'm one for one. Uh, oh my God. If that Bo-Katan stuff happens. made all the bold predictions possible. Yeah. There's not any There's not any more characters that could be in this that could show up. It's impossible. Yeah. I don't really have. I, I, I really wish I could come up with one for the first episode. It would be so fun to talk about it on Wednesday. Something that's bold. 
Um, how about uh, an X-Wing explodes in the first episode of Mandalorian Season 3? Shot down by... This is what you do to me. Keep going. Shot, shot down by Paz Vizsla. All right. You're Let's not going to say bang? Person... Oh, yeah. Nope, because I wanted you to do it, and you just did. <laughs> she did a bang earlier. <laughs> That's the show, folks. <laughs> is the you guys ready for a bold prediction? I was I was waiting for John to do his bang, but because it was Paz Vizsla, it'd be bang 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 bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's been all right, bang. guys. Um, all right, cool. We had obviously got a little nutty, but uh, I think we tossed some cool ones out there. It'll be fun to to see them not happen. And if we get one right, what, yeah, I want to know the thing. what we we'll tweet it a million times. Clip yeah. it out. Clip it out. Tweet us your bold predictions. Oh, Post yeah. on your story on Instagram, tagging our episode. Tell us your bold predictions right in the comments. I want to see them because I feel like and people also, are more creative than me. <laughs> and also, if we have time and we remember, maybe we could shout a few of them out on the Mando. That'd be show great. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's the deal, folks. Oh, was that my Joe Biden now? Hey, folks. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. As we said before, make sure you're subscribed everywhere, rate us everywhere, join their YouTube channel, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. And of course, Patreon means a great deal if you can support us. Uh, if you can't, all good. Just thanks for being a part of what we have going on here. Um, uh, again, Wednesday night, 8.30 East, Mando Fan Show is back. Uh, so be sure to watch with us live on the channel. Um, and of course, it will be on the podcast apps uh, the following day. Um, Lacey, where can people find you on social media? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok now. Pretty active on there. Uh, at it's Lacey Gillerin. James? Uh, always on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. Right on. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter. And uh, I also have a movie podcast just like the movies. And we're doing um, the first Scream movie. Uh, next week uh, leading up to the new screen movie coming out which hopefully is good um, but we will be back with you in just two days if you're checking this out on Monday for the Mando Fan Show so uh, you get just a very brief break with us and of course if you're a patron you get our other stuff that we're putting out too but we hope you have a great start to your week and we'll see you Wednesday night with the Mando Fan Show right here on the Resistance Broadcast we'll see you around kids <laughs>